0: So today we're talking about the praying man, the praying man, and uh, we're going to be talking about three specific things. We're going to be talking about understanding the power of prayer. Then we're going to be talking about taking up the call of, of prayer, and we're going to end with the intention and action of prayer. And we're uh, we're gonna I'm going to actually break down a, a, a certain prayer method that, uh, and get more into that later. But starting off. Um, and the idea of understanding the power of prayer I want us to know that prayer is the most valuable spiritual practice that is neglected prayer is the most valuable spiritual practice that is often neglected especially by men and I want to share this verse in Philippians chapter 4 verse 4 through 7 rejoice in the Lord always again I, s- I will say rejoice let your gentle spirit be known to all Let your gentle spirit be known to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and pleading with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And the reason I wanted to share this verse is because I feel like it gives a lot of clues, if you will, about what prayer is able to do. Uh, first off, as as it starts saying, do not be anxious about anything, but it, in everything, uh, bringing a prayer and pleading with thanksgiving, let your request be known, uh, be made known to God. And it gives this combination of our request and prayer combined with our thanksgiving and prayer, as if we're praying and thanking God for the answer of the prayer um, as soon as as soon as we're asking for it. And it's uh, this idea of expectation with God hearing our prayers, with God answering our prayers. And it says that the peace of God surpasses all comprehension. And that's something really special about prayer is that we can lift up our supplications to God and nothing can change physically around us, but just this connection to God in prayer gives this unexplainable peace. We're able to have peace in the midst of chaos through prayer. And then it ends by saying, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And prayer is really something that keeps our our spiritual mind uh, focused. And while prayer is often most seen as being used for just requests and supplication, it is also our connecting force to God. Prayer is our connecting force to God. And we are able to use it to express gratitude to express humility, to to glorify God, and it is a tool of acknowledgement for our faith. It's like I share all the time at church. Um, it's one thing to say, I love you in your heart, but a whole nother level when you audibly say, I love you out loud. That's what prayer is like. It's one thing to believe in your heart, but prayer is this expression, it's this action of the faith with inside. And it's a public acknowledgement um, in this world when we pray. And it is able to change the atmosphere of our lives. It's able to change and produce miraculous results. And it's able to strengthen people in spirit and in their souls. So prayer is very multifaceted. It's not just. Uh, this vending machine idea to where I ask God for something and he gives it to me. But it has all of these other um, aspects to it. And prayer is a a powerful unseen force in our lives. And it can even increase our effectiveness in ordinary work and situations. Let me say that again. Prayer is able to increase our effectiveness in even ordinary work and situations. Time in prayer can turn hours of work into just minutes it's able it's this soup it's able to give this supernatural effect the Holy Ghost causes a streamline effect to cause things to work out and fit in and I'll use this example from a a mechanic that I heard one time that before uh, in their nor ordinary work that they would be able to do uh, X amount of jobs in a day like let's say four jobs a day in their their own you know, self-employed mechanic. And after they gave their life to Christ uh, and they started having this prayer life, they all of a sudden were able to get uh, twice as many jobs done in a day. They were getting, uh, you know, like five to eight, uh, six to eight jobs done rather than just three to four. And it was just like this, uh, this almost um, the seemingly unnoticeable effect that started happening in his in his ordinary work to where things that would usually uh, a part wouldn't fit right or uh this wouldn't come off you know all the, especially if you've done any kind of mechanic work there's always something that ends up making it take a lot longer and just him increasing his prayer life he noticed a substantial difference to where parts would just fit the first time and things would come off the the first time and not uh, the fifth time and just this it was almost like his work would streamline and this effectiveness, um, and he noticed it directly connected to his prayer life. And what I'm saying is, is that there's just a supernatural effect that comes with a, this this prayer life that affects our ordinary work. And it's, not, it's true for our work, and it's also true for our relationships. I don't know how many times I've heard of situations like a father and son not getting along. And after the father started praying the the interaction and talks with his sons got exponentially smoother and healthier compared to the times without prayer it same goes for marriages it's like that that prayer life made things smoother in their relationships and their interactions and it just helped streamline um, just effectiveness and health, and so the same applies to uh, this this streamlining effect, this effectiveness that comes with uh, prayer and its atmosphere applies to our marriages, our workplaces, our families—you name it. Prayer changes the potential of results, and it, it, I'll close this point with one of our values, which is never assume a result without adding the power of God to it first. Never assume a result without adding the power of God to it first. Prayer is incredibly powerful and, and is so much more than a vending machine request uh, tool. It, it, it really changes the atmosphere in our lives. Now let's talk about taking up the call of prayer. Taking up the call of prayer. It takes a bold man to pray for others. It takes a bold man to pray for others. This uh, in 1 John chapter 5, verse 14, it says, This is the confidence which we have before him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And let me read that one more time. This is the confidence which we have before him. Again, keyword confidence, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And I think this confidence, even just the confidence in that God hears you, that's a very powerful thing. And so many times we get fixated on, well, I don't want to pray for someone else because what if it doesn't happen? What if it doesn't come true? You know, it's like we think of this wish genie thing and we feel like people will look at us as the person that didn't answer the prayer. And I, I love how this verse says confident that anything we ask, God hears us. And I think that's very important to acknowledge that if you could shift your mindset to know that when you pray for others, you're just bringing it to God. You're just like a, a mailman in a sense. You're, you're just bringing the message back and forth for people and God. And what, however, whatever happens after that, it's not your fault. It's not in your hands. It's not, if everything works out, it's not you. If everything doesn't work out, it's not you. And so you're just able to put your confidence in believing that God hears you. And I feel like as men, it's a lot easier for us to just think of it like that, that I'm confident that God will hear our prayer. I, I, may, be, uh, I may have fears and doubts if that prayer will be answered, but I do have confidence that God hears our prayers Hears our supplication. So, if we can understand the power of prayer just in our lives, imagine the results of offering prayers for others. And you are able to be a light for people in this very dark world. So many times we hesitate to pray for three reasons it's either we hesitate to pray for someone out of fear, it's this combination of, of insecurity, fear of rejection. Or the idea of not wanting to, fend, to offend. So those are kind of like the top three reasons why we hesitate to pray for others. And again, it's insecurity, fear of rejection, and the idea that uh, the idea that we would offend them by asking them if we could pray for them. And I'm talking about moments at your workplace, moments that you just have this like random interaction with someone and you just, uh, it's a moment where you could say, hey, can I pray for you? Maybe even get the unction in your heart. Can I pray for you that you should pray for them? And we hesitate and pull back instead of simply offering up prayer. And starting off with insecurity, what this sounds like is, well, I don't know how to pray out loud that good. I don't know how to pray out loud that good. And let me say this, no one started off sounding pretty their first try. And honestly, it's not about sounding pretty at all. I think that a genuine prayer is so much better than a pretty sounding prayer. And we all have the ability to be genuine. We may not all have the ability to be pretty, but we all have the ability to be genuine when offering up a prayer. And the gesture alone is a powerful witness to somebody that cares uh, to somebody that God cares about them it think about it for a moment for someone to recognize that when someone's uh, asked if someone could pray for them they're reflecting on the idea that God put it on someone's heart to pray for them and they look at God not necessarily you and it's a gesture that shows that God cares about them and even more so uh, a whole nother step is that that uh, that God's uh, that one of God's followers is showing that they that this person has cared about isn't an incredible thing want to be to know that God cares about you but a whole nother level to know that one of God's people one of God's children cares about you to ask to to uh, to to go to you to care and when it comes to actually praying out loud uh, this as a practical step for the next time you have an opportunity you get this notion my words are flashing in your head And you feel like you need to pray for someone Here's a practical step when trying to pray out loud Allow yourself to slow down. You don't have to talk really fast. Just allow yourself to slow down and breathe and simply think about what you're praying about and talk to God about it so in the same way that we would pray to ourselves that's really what we're praying to God, and if any of you have experienced, uh, just like at church or something, me praying over you, I, it, I don't get very uh, uh, poetic, you know, when I'm praying for someone. If there's times where someone will come up to me and say, I, I have uh, this ailment in my body, can you pray for healing? And I'll grab their hand and say, God, I pray that you heal them in the name of Jesus, amen. <laughs> that's a that's a powerful prayer, dog. and what however whatever extra details you get into that's great but at the end of the day allow yourself to accept a simple prayer out loud for somebody else and if you feel like you want to practice sounding uh, uh you know getting more details or whatever that's great but allow yourself to start with a basic prayer and that's powerful that is pro- uh, a powerful thing it doesn't have to be this um this glittery a uh, gemstone prayer. It it can just be simple and powerful. Now let's talk about the next one, which is a fear of rejection. This sounds like, what if they say no? What if they say no? They they don't want me to pray for them. So what? Just respond with, okay, I understand. If you ever change your mind, I'm here for you. Can I pray for you? No, I, it's okay. I don't want that. Oh, that's okay. If you ever change your mind, I'm I'm here for you. I understand. If you ever change your mind, I'm here for you. It's really, really simple. And I'm telling you, it's it, we make so much bigger of a deal out of it than it is. I've had plenty of people tell me no. And then weeks later, they message me asking for me to pray for them now. And you must remember that they're not rejecting you or your offer. Most times it's because people are not wanting to face God in some way. They're not ready to talk to God. They're not ready to connect with them for whatever reason. It, and you're pretty much, just like I said, a mailman. So if they don't want the package, if they don't want a letter sent, don't take it personal. Just know that it's between them and God, not you and them. It's between them and God, not you and them. Now l- last, uh, let's talk about this idea of lest we offend them. We don't want to offend people. What if I offend them? If someone is offended it's because they have some type of history that they are redirecting towards you they're genuinely offended that you would even ask they're just putting their history onto you and again it's not your fault if they don't want uh, if they don't want it you're simply offering a kind gesture you're that's really what it is offering prayer is simply a kind gesture and think of how much more offensive it could be If you didn't offer it to them think about that for a moment imagine being the only one not asked to a party because they didn't want to offend you (laughs) that's a lot more isolating and offensive than to be invited and not wanted to be invited a a a simple way of saying uh, a a simple way of asking someone or a simple way of, of of going to someone is simply telling them that you're not trying to offend them Uh, When I was driving for Uber, I'd have all kinds of people in my car. And I would often end up talking to everybody about Jesus. And when it came down to it, I would simply tell them, I'm not trying to be intrusive. Or I'm not trying to offend you. But can I pray for you? I'm not trying to be intrusive or anything, but is it okay if I pray for you? And people will will tell you, no, I, I really don't want that but just even telling them that you're not trying to be intrusive it kind of just breaks down every like premeditated wall and honestly i don't feel like i've ever made anybody mad by saying it like that so again just make your make it clear and uh showing the showing the love of god is showing love to others and so uh get these hesitations off of our minds out of our hearts and and know that nothing is stopping you from from praying for others Now let's go into the last step, uh, part of our uh, talk today, which is the intention and action of prayer. Prayers should be just as intentional as working out. A prayer life should be just as intentional as working out. See, there there are many different biblical methods of prayer that are extremely helpful in developing a discipline to a prayer lifestyle. And I like to compare it to the idea of working out. So at first when working when people try to work out, uh when they first start, they often try to just work out when they get the chance. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, well, you know, I, I think I'm gonna try to work out today. And it's just kind of sporadic. And they may randomly go on a walk or go to the gym and they don't really have a plan. They just kind of figure things out when they get there. They just show up to the gym and look at a couple machines, see what's available, and just kind of hit some of the, hit some of this and hit some of that, and do a little bit of this, a little bit of that, until they feel like they accomplished something. And this is a, this is a lot like how our prayer life is starting out. Is we kind of just get this random notion that we want to pray, and you know we try a little bit here, pray for some random person that comes in your head, pray for your family, and we kind of just like jump around until we feel like you know we did a good job. And in the same way to working out this is a beginner level uh this that's beginner level workouts just as it is beginner level prayers right it's not bad it's not bad at all it is just uh, a a beginner level it's in it's you know the beginning levels of experience and now if we were to compare it to uh to an experienced uh a trainer or something you know someone who's Determined to exercise, you make a plan of specific days and times. I know exactly what days and times I'm going to work out, and on top of that not not only do I know the the specific days and times, but my my workouts are my exercises are premeditated, so I know what I'm going to do before I even get there. In the same way, choosing times and days in your life to set aside for prayer is important. And so is having certain methods of prayer to alternate with. You know, it. Uh, I, I really, uh, for for years, I would just kind of show up in my prayer life and start, I would just pray for my family and then I'd pray for my friends and then I'd pray for my city. It's kind of just like this routine that after a while, I just kind of felt like I was saying the same things. And I would, it was easy to get... Um, To feel burnt out in a sense when you're just kind of doing the same routine and it's a lot like working out when you do the same exact exercises for for a year straight you're gonna be like man this is just not i don't feel like i'm hitting it like i used to and that's uh that is why uh that is why um, I really believe in having certain methods of prayer to alternate with because there are certain methods like the tabernacle prayer or the armor of God prayer um, that that really help you to get a uh kind of alternating feel to where you don't feel like you're you're bland or dried out in your prayer life and it's also a way to have, be disciplined. And today I'm going to take you through what's commonly known as the Lord's Prayer, and we're going to go through the Scripture and then break down the method of prayer through the Lord's Prayer. And so, in Matthew chapter six, verse nine through fifteen, and again, I'm going to read this, and we're going to break it down. And I just want to show you an example of of uh, methodical prayer because it's really effective to go through it. Um, and so. It says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 through 15, Jesus talking, his disciples asked him, Lord, how should we pray? And Jesus' response was like this. Pray then in this way, our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And to do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive other people for their offenses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive other people, then your Father will not forgive your offenses. And so let's uh, let's break it down into this five-step prayer method, okay? First, it, uh, the first thing Jesus says is, Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. And so what we're doing is we're going to derive uh, really aspects of what jesus is saying in this verse so our father who is in heaven hallowed be your name hallowed just means holy by the way and this first uh, step one is really just glorifying god praising god offering up gratitude really just any type of acknowledgement of god in your life uh, times where you'd say like god i wouldn't be here without you you are holy god i recognize that i Uh, i need you in my life thank you for the cross just everything that comes to your heart or mind when it comes to god and acknowledging jesus and the holy spirit and the holiness and the goodness of god his mercies are new every day his compassion is good and just really resonating on who god is and how good he is now that's a a simple uh, way of looking is like this is time to praise his name uh Step two, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is where you can pray for God to lead you, to direct you, that you want to uh, you want to do His will in your life. Help uh, start praying. You can pray over your family, your workplace, and directing you and helping you to uh, causing things to be aligned, make the crooked path straight. This is where you can even pray for healing, You know, like you're wanting heaven on earth to be done. So what that is is that anything that is wrong is of earth, but any everything of heaven is right and good. And so any, this is where we can make all of our supplications and pray for God to fix whatever is on our uh, uh, in our life uh, that we that we want to lift up supplications or requests it pray for others they need God uh, God's heaven in their life they need God's kingdom in their life whatever the situation is whatever uh, praying for deliverance freedom over people you know any kind of request, supplications it's here done in this verse step three give us this day our daily bread. Praying for God's provision in your life. Praying for God's protection in your life. Uh, give us this day our daily bread. We need God's peace daily. So this is where you can, again, making some some practical requests. This is where you, uh, God, help me to get the, uh, get this job. Um, you know, this is where you're, you're making some practical requests. Step four, forgive us our debts as we also forgive others. Asking God for forgiveness. Um, acknowledging any kind of uh, sin or accidental sin, ignorant sin, whatever in your life. And let me sidestep and say that often we, we just uh, might say, forgive it, forgive me for my sins. I think that's important to, uh, to even acknowledge to God sins that like, uh, uh, or habits that you're trying to battle with and just acknowledge them to God. Not because God doesn't know, but because you're simply, it's a humbling thing to do. And God, uh, brings close to the, he exalts the humble and uh, humbles the proud, right? And so when you humble yourself and say, uh, God, I've been struggling with this. Forgive me for for uh, the sinful mindset I've been having. Forgive me for, for being critical or being angry, blah, 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 blah. And just calling it out, not to condemn yourself, but to acknowledge your need for Jesus in a humble way. It, it's a powerful thing uh, to do. And, uh, and also, uh, uh, we also have forgiven others, and so this is also where you can say, I, I want to release this person in my life, it, any any unforgiveness, or any bitterness, or any angry moments, um, this is also where you could be praying for others that, uh, from from the past, uh, praying for, for even people that hurt you to be brought to salvation, um, this is a po- spot where you're praying for others, and then step five is, do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And that's just like, in a sense, like armoring up for the day. Uh, God, help me to, to live righteous life. Help me to um, to not only resist temptation, but also to do good works today. God, uh, your Holy Spirit, to be with me uh, and help me to make the right choices today. You know, stuff like that. Um, and and uh, protect me, God. Deliver us from evil. And. You can be praying for like spiritual warfare you can be praying for your uh, for your city deliver the city from evil Um, stuff like that and this is all that I'm saying is it you can go on and on you can really take a good amount of time very easily by just going through this method and uh, you have the freedom to you know like kind of go whatever comes to your heart and pray about but this method helps it to kind of like break up the monotony and uh to get you through certain steps. And so this is one example of the Lord's Prayer. One of my uh one of my favorite two that I alternate with uh very often is called the Tabernacle Prayer. And it really just relates everything from the tabernacle in the Old Testament to um to uh things uh, that Jesus did. So the altar is um uh the altar of sacrifice, the cross, the wash basin being Jesus's blood the the holy bread that w- uh, was fresh daily the word of God the ins- uh, the aroma of incense the Holy Spirit and it's just like going through these things and uh, the armor of God going through the helmet of salvation breastplate of righteousness belt of truth shoes of peace sword of the Spirit um, shield of faith and you're able to like kind of pray about so many things as you go through those and when I just do pick one of those it take uh, by the end of it is like man that was a that Uh, 20 minutes that half hour went by so fast compared to if i just showed up and i didn't have a plan and i'm just like uh so what should i pray about and it and i end up just taking so long not knowing what to say or what to do compared to going through a method and i'm actually effectively praying for things praying over things and going through these steps where the prayer time just like really flies by because i have a plan so with with all that being said um uh we're going to we're going to close out today and but before we do if if you're here and you're listening to this at some point and you're thinking to yourself man I I feel like I've never really made a decision to pray to Jesus and to make a decision for salvation or make a decision to have a relationship with Jesus I just feel like I've got, uh, just kind of been going through the motions and and stepping closer to God but never really making a decision for God Um, maybe that's you you just know that you need to make that kind of decision today the bible says in the book of romans that if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that jesus is who he says he is surely you shall be saved it's saying that if you have a authentic conversation with jesus that's what prayer is and acknowledge what he's done on the cross acknowledge him being the son of god and that he rose from the dead that's all it takes to start a relationship with him Repentance simply means to change direction. And when we start a relationship with Jesus, that's repentance. You're changing direction in your life to walk with God. And from there, it's one step at a time. So if that's you, I really encourage you to have that that conversation with Jesus today. You don't need me to lead you through a pretty prayer. You can just have an authentic conversation with him yourself. That being said, uh, let me pray as we close. God, I thank you for what you're doing in this group of men, and I pray that you truly increase our prayer life, um, bless it, make it better, and lead us, help us in uh, really being methodical and taking our prayer life seriously. Pray that you bless these men and encourage them in their faith. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.